This is Ryan Alford. You got to listen to me on the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan. I'll talk everything personal branding, living a radical life, and how to get ahead, baby. Let's do it. We'll see you on the root of all success. Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The, the real, real Jason, Jason Duncan. Duncan. Hey there, welcome to another edition of the show. I am the real Jason Duncan, and today my guest on the Root of All Success is none other than Ryan Alford. He is from Greenville, South Carolina. We're going to talk about to be a two Southern boys on the show a little bit. Uh, he defied conventional paths, becoming the first Alford in his family to earn a college degree, and then he went on to work as a junior account executive, client acquisitions, and et cetera, with big name corporations like Verizon and Google and Apple which is why he ended up in New York City. Got five promotions in seven years. He was killing it in the corporate world. But then he came back home, back home to, uh, to Greenville in 2014. And following a costly divergence into entrepreneurship, he rediscovered his forte, which is leading agencies. And that's when he founded Radical, achieving eight figures of revenue in just five years, solidifying his personal brand across major social platforms. Now he is the host of the very popular podcast called Radcast, and I was actually a guest on his show. It is the number one marketing and business podcast on all of Apple, so you've got to go check out Radcast. And aside from that, he founded a company called Social House, which is a co-working lounge in downtown Greenville, South Carolina. He also co-founded Vacay, which is a leading manufacturer of plant-based wellness. Uh, I want you to please help me welcome the one and only Ryan Alford to the show. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show, my man. What's up, brother? Thanks for having me on, Jason. Well, I'm glad you're here. I had a good time on your show not too long ago, and uh, now we're doing uh, the old industry podcast swap, which I absolutely, absolutely love. I don't know where you, I mean, you're, you're probably double, you're double deep than me in the podcast. This is episode 201. You're over 400. So you've been doing this longer than me, but, but I love it when I get a good guest who also has a podcast or vice versa, because you get double the conversation, double the social media. It's uh, so I'm glad you're on here today, man. This is hey, great. Man. We love synergies and uh, it always helps when uh, you got a fellow person in the industry, we can, uh, I don't know, hopefully breathe life into each other's uh, audiences and uh, tell a good story. Well, we got two Southern boys here today, too. I'm out of Nashville. You're out of Greenville, South Carolina. And I think we talked about this on your show. I, I lived in Taylor's, South Carolina, which is right outside Greenville, for one summer when I was in college over there. Spent a little bit of time in Greenville. But from what I understand, I haven't been back since then. But from what I understand, Greenville has been popping, man. It's growing quite a bit. 
Yeah, it's booming, man. We're on. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to get us. I want to quiet the noise. <laughs> like it's like we're on the, all the lists. Condé Nast, top small cities, and you know, best places to eat in the South, and best. I don't know. You name it, we've kind of been on the list. It's a it's a happening town, and it's cool. We live right downtown, and my wife and four boys, so we're right in the thick of it. But it it's a lot of fun. Great place to eat, and a good place to raise a family. So you've uh, you've been doing podcasting for a long time now. You've got a great show. It's uh, I think what's what's the accolades? It's the number one marketing and business podcast on Apple, which is that's that's pretty amazing. So how do you do that? How do you get from hey I want to start a podcast to the number one marketing and business podcast on Apple? How does that happen? Uh, you, you know I I. Uh... Jason, I've, I've been in the business a long time and I use, you'll, you'll hear me on this show, I use a lot of statements like acronyms and I'm an acronym guy, a quote guy. And uh, this will sound maybe a little gross at first. And if you've heard it before, it won't be like, I like to eat my own dog food. So what does that mean? It, it, it means take your own advice. So, I, you know, I've spent 20 plus years in marketing and advertising and, you know, part of my shtick and what I believe to be true or know to be true because I've lived to breathe and watch it is that anything great and branding especially takes time. And, you know, like when you're wanting to build a brand, you're wanting to build a multi-million dollar company. It doesn't happen overnight. And the Radcast, again, we're five years on air. It's been an overnight success in five years, 400 episodes and about 1 million hours of work. <laughs> so, That's not true. Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of things have happened. You know, I tripled down on my personal brand, the podcast and sticking with it. We've done two episodes a week for five years. We're at 400 episodes and a lot of it's longevity, but I'll say good things happen over time. I get, I got better. You know, you start out, you learn how to talk, how to bring stories along, how to have conversation, ask great questions. And so over that time, I think I've gotten better, but I've also leveraged some techniques that I, that I preach all the time, both whether it's a brand or personal brand or myself, which is go big. And so even when the Radcast was in its early phases, especially, you know, maybe the first six months were kind of warming up. But then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to go big. I always reached higher for guests, reached higher for getting borrowed interest from other topics, having stories about things that were relevant in the news. And because we have a week, we have two shows a week. We have a guest episode and then a weekly marketing and advertising news show. But I always tried to be more mainstream, more topical with both guests and interest levels. And I think it did two things. It took longer for us to maybe get to number one. I think we could have gotten to, to the top 10 very quickly if it had been very surgical. You know, today we're going to learn about SEO. And SEO is this, and we're going to learn about digital marketing. And I could have been very clinical with it because I had that background, but I wanted to make it topical and interesting, and I wanted to create I don't, the Joe Rogan of business podcasts, you know, I wanted to be likable, interesting and bring topics that, that had more mass appeal. And so going for 
you know, I have the wall of, 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 of fame behind me of guests that we've had on, you know, TV stars, athletes, everybody's got a business and marketing story. So I always went big with guests and, and drawing business stories out of them. And then our weekly marketing news having, you know, topical, interesting topics. So you're doing two shows or the, are the two shows per week under the same brand Radcast? Yes. It's the Radcast right, so, and two shows. All right. So, so everybody needs to go, go to Apple, go to, go to Apple podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, look up Radcast. If you can't spell that, you're probably listening to the wrong show, but it's <laughs> R-A-D-C-A-S-T. It's a Radcast and you're going to get, like you said, two episodes a week. Um, when did you start doing two episodes a week versus just one, or did you always do two? It was probably 18 months ish in, you know, it wasn't, you know, the math probably wouldn't add up to five years and 400 episodes. It'd probably be more than that, but it was probably 18 months in we went, it may have been even sooner than that a year to 18 months in, we just went all in two shows a week, you know, making it, you know, the guest episode and then the topical. And I mean, I, you know, we can go there now. We can go there later with some of the kind of plans. It's funny you ask, you know, like under the same moniker, but we're growing the whole Radcast into a podcast network and already have shows underneath our umbrella and growing that can leverage the tactics and techniques. You know, the high tide raises all ships. And so it's not that aren't just marketing shows. And my show might actually become something different, you know, the Ryan Alford podcast or something like that. So, you know, we can go down all the roads, Jason. Yeah. Well, I, I well, as a, as a fellow podcaster, it's really interesting to me how, how you do, how you've done what you've done to get number one. I, I look at, I look at what I've experienced, you know, I've recorded one episode. I would record three episodes per, per time I would record because I was doing them in person, but I wouldn't, and I would do it every other week, but then I wouldn't release them for months. And yeah. that just seemed crazy. And then eventually I just moved over to doing digital like this that started zoom for a while, then went to Riverside, which is what I use now, which I love. But, um, I started doing two episode releases per week, I guess this year. And uh, of course it is, it's double the work. I mean, it's double the recording time that, that yeah. I was talking to your producer before Cameron and she, I was telling her like, yeah, we had to, I'm a little ahead right now because this episode we're recording first of November doesn't come out to the 4th of December. At least that's the plan. So I'm a little bit ahead, but I, I, I would be interested to know how you've experienced a, um, a bump in ratings or listeners when you went from just guests to guests plus topical, or did you do it the other way? It was topical. Then you introduced guests, which way did you go? And then how did it show up different in your podcast? It was guests and or monologue about a topic mainly guests and so you know i talked something topical and like i mentioned you know not just making it seo and digital marketing all that but i would talk about something topical for 20 minutes or so and then it was but it became guest focused real fast you know i i, I found myself like listening to myself and going I think if you're looking for knowledge, the knowledge was there, but it just wasn't as interesting as I wanted it to be. So doing a little self critique and so started having guests on and, and having the interplay of that. And then top the topical, you know, came, you know, a year or so into it, trying to add, you know, 
guest episodes are very evergreen, you know, like they, they last a long time unless it's just some, you know, getting down a, a road that's, you know, but, you know, advice that Mark Randolph, the, the founder of Netflix has is pretty evergreen, you know, like what we talked about in his history. And so I wanted to have the componentry of evergreen guests that were, you know, as big as we could get them combined with something topical now for a reason to want to tune in every week, like to get the weekly and marketing and business news and to get some insights around what that meant from a marketing standpoint. Cause that's what I'll do. We'll talk about, we might talk about Kim Kardashian doing something crazy, but I usually tie it back to a marketing lesson. Well, you know, she's doing this because she wanted to get attention and attention is a currency. And here's how you can translate that to your brand. So I wanted to get back to being able to give my perspective, but not just in a kind of boring monologue. And I always have a co-host that kind of varies. Right now, my business partner, Chris Hansen, does it with me. Um, but I've had varying co-hosts that, that do the marketing news. It's interesting that you mentioned Mark Mark Randolph. Did you Have you had him on the show? Yeah, he was one of the first 100. <laughs> Well, so, so I have been tracking, tracking that dude down like a stalker for the last year, man. So I reached out to him after I read the book. Um, what, what is the name of the book? I can't believe it just completely escaped my mind. But anyway, it's his, his book about the beginning of Netflix. And in the book, he says, Hey, here's my email address. If you got questions, email me. So I took it to heart. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to email him. So I, so I emailed Mark say, Hey man, I host the show. I want you to come on the show. Will you be a guest? And he kept putting me off. Look at that. Like, there he is. There he is. He's on the wall of fame. He was just out of, out of view here. So yeah, yeah. there he is. But he, he, so he finally, after me just pestering him appropriately, he finally just said, I think last week we communicated. He goes, Hey man, I got a friend that moved to Nashville. I'm going to be coming to Nashville sometime soon. Why don't we just do this in person? Like, that's not even what I was asking for, but <laughs> yes, yes. So I can't wait to meet him. And, and you've, You've obviously done a really good job of getting some high-level people on your show. So, congratulations on on that level of success. So, what? Um, let me ask you a technical question about personal branding before we start talking about general things about success. What is, in your opinion, Ryan Alford, who's got four hundred podcasts, you've been you know episodes, you've been killing it, you've got a great brand. What is personal branding in your words? Yeah, man. It's the amplification of your personality, your expertise, and your authority. So, you know, the word branding and, and personal, I'm like, you can say what's well, everything you do. But if, if, if you have a perspective and you have authority and you have knowledge, if you aren't amplifying it, if you aren't, and, and what I mean by that is reach and frequency, i.e., the, the keys to media, which is more people seeing your messages more times. That's really what media is. And social media and TV and traditional media all amplify messages. And so I think personal branding is the amplification of your life in a lot of ways. Um, we try to overcomplicate it, but that's really what it is. And it's doubling down on the amplification 
of those things. Because we all have those things. We all have a personality. We all have expertise in something. We all have knowledge. We all have, we're an authority, even if it's behind the scenes. And all we all have those things, but it might be happening, you know, in your own silo. And personal branding is just amplifying that so more people know it. And I, you know, I've coined the phrase and have a trademark behind it pays to be known. <laughs> so that's what it is. So I, that's probably the best definition that I've heard. So congrats on coming up with that. But I love this. I wrote it down, amplification of your personality, expertise, and knowledge. And, and so as, a per, as someone who is building a personal brand, what would you say are the top two or three tactics that we can do to build a personal brand? Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, uh, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the Root of All Success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub, and that's D-U-B-B. What Dub does, I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan, and I'm so honored that they're our uh, primary sponsor of the podcast, but they have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. And it's built, Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, uh, anything you need around video and sales and automation, Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I mean, number one, you have to start from a place of authenticity. So, okay, people hear that term. It sounds, I mean, it's, it's sort of vague or cliche, maybe. But what I mean by that is you've got to be the real you. And you've got to amplify you. You can't amplify a fake financial position. You can't amplify a fake set of knowledge. You can't fake or amplify a non version of yourself because you can never either outrun it or, or keep or live up to it. So you have to really amplify and bring to life the real you and you know, the real per your real personality. And it starts with being you and showcasing the real you in ways that are authentic to what you stand for and what your knowledge is. 
because everybody has knowledge in something, whether you're a basket weaver or accountant or whatever, you know, demonstrating and sharing that with the world in something that trans that's authentic back to yourself. So authenticity, that's, that's a kind of a, met, a methodology or mindset about doing a personal brand. You got to be authentic. Are there any special, like specific tactics though? Like is, is a podcast necessary? Is writing a book necessary? Is doing events necessary? What, what, what is your opinion about that? You have to have consistent content. So look, content is king. So content drives the personal brand because and content comes in the in the written form, the visual form, and the audible form. So writing, video, and or speaking, which is audio. And that can be in live, recorded, or in person. And so you have all of those channels. And so thus, you have to create content for each one of them where your audience is that you're trying to influence i.e. customers, i.e. relationships that will bring benefit. Um, and so I always tell people there are certain cheat codes to, you know, that getting to that content. A lot of people have a hard time just flipping on the camera, right? And going, hey, well, I'm Pete and I'm going to tell you about lawyering. <laughs> you know, like it's not always that easy. Podcasting is always the first cheat code for me. It was my cheat code. I'm not, I'm gotten pretty good and comfortable in front of the camera and talking and I can play that role, but it didn't come natural. And I didn't want a camera just following me around Gary V style from 15 years ago. So podcasting where you're naturally creating content in a long form is a cheat code for personal branding because you get an hour, 45, 30 minutes of content that you can cut up that you're generally sharing something that's related to your expertise and or tying yourself to a guest. Here's the real cheat code that's bigger than you. Their circle of influence shares in your circle, which makes your circle bigger, which grows your influence, borrowed interest. Yeah, leverage. Leverage positions are really undervalued or maybe not undervalued, but under under are not understood, misunderstood because leverage, you know, leverage is using, like you said, someone else's audience or someone else's knowledge, someone else's expertise or someone else's personality. As we're talking about just the things that personal branding is the amplification of personality, expertise and knowledge. Well, you can leverage other people's personality, other people's expertise, other people's knowledge. And, and to a degree, that's what I'm doing right now with you. You're on my show and I'm leveraging your stuff. Well, conversely, you're doing the same thing. This is why I love podcast swapping, because you can take this and you can leverage, you know, my personality, expertise and knowledge to your audience as well. So I yeah. think everyone behind me, this wall behind me, there's a reason it's here and on the screen. It's leverage. Yeah, well, well, you got to go. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you got to go look at this on YouTube at therealjasonduncan.com. Uh, so, well, you can go to the youtube.com slash therealjasonduncan. That'd be the easiest way to get there and watch this episode because behind him, he's got uh, Tariq El Musa. He's got Grant Cardone. He's got Bruce Buffer. Uh, he's got Pace Morby, uh, Casey Webb. I'm um, looking at some of the other people. He had, he had Mark Randolph on there. These are people that have been on his show. And dude has got the, 
<laughs> Ryan's got these pictures behind him on purpose. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, it's a way to, we could look at it as braggadocious or saying, Hey, look what I did. But that's the way the world works. We're leveraging. He's leveraging the fact that he's met these people and had them on the show. So there, that's exactly what we're talking about. Now, let me shift a little bit because the name of the show is the root of all success. So I want to ask you, if you had to look back at all the success that you've experienced and, and I read, I read your bio at the beginning of the show for everybody to know where you went from junior account executive, getting five promotions and all that stuff. But now, as you look at all of the things you've been able to succeed in, if you had to narrow it down to one key that allowed you to become successful, what's that one key that Ryan used to unlock it? You know, and I think it's the key for me, and it's the key that I preach to, preach to others. There is only one monopoly that's allowed to exist today. And that's being yourself. It can't be duplicated. And when I unlocked the power in myself, the freedom, and I did this early on, especially in my career, which is why I was highly successful, which was I was unapologetically Ryan Alford. And that was the key to my success was I, number one, I have no rear view mirror. I, and I also stay in my lane and don't really like compare myself to other people. And I think the key to my success, I've gotten as far as I've gotten. And some might say only as far as I've gotten purely on being Ryan Alford and, and really just quite frankly, not giving a shit about what anyone else thinks or does. And, but I've also, but I'm grounded with a moral compass. And I grew up with a family that taught me right from wrong. And like, had all these other, you know, things that influenced who Ryan Alford was. But I think that's the number one key. All right. I can deal with that. And that also plays right in with your definition of personal branding is that that first key, that authenticity, um, making sure you're authentic to make sure that you are showing up as you and not as anybody else, and that leads to success. So how do you define the word success? Success to me, and you know, you'll see this in my content, success is equal to freedom to me. Those are interchangeable. Like if I do those, you know, were they, I wanted to say Briggs and Stratton. I think that's a motor. <laughs> But it is lawnmowers. <laughs> but isn't there a the My, Myers Briggs or <laughs> yeah. Myers Briggs? Myers Briggs. The personality test. I always come out like where you know I need like freedom is like high highly important to me, and you know like people controlling. It, you might say it's stubborn. You might say it's like. I, and look, I had a boss for seventeen years and did really well. So it wasn't like I could not never be my own boss, but freedom means a lot to me. And so success to me is getting to a place where you truly have, we never, none of us have a hundred percent. Let's just be honest. If you have a wife or kids or, or other things, there's always variables that control your time on some level, but let's just call it 95%. Having control of what you do when you do it is success to me. And let's be honest, money, and and things that come along with being successful in business play a big role in that. But but freedom to me defines success. So having freedom and having control over what you do and when you do it, uh, I would agree 100% that that is a definition of success, one that I can line up with. But 
using that as the definition of success, do you consider yourself to be a successful person? Um, on a one to 10 scale, I put me at like a six and a half. So really, I have, and I have 95% control of my freedom, but I have big aspirations. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm 6.5%, you know, or 65 and we're doing, we're getting into math equations, math. I don't, you know, consider myself a math major, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting there and I'm, more successful than a lot of my friends growing up and other people. But, but again, I have, but I put, I have high aspirations. 6.5 out of 10. All yeah. Right, take, I, you know, that's all right. I, you know, from outside looking in, we, we disagree with you and say, no, it's gotta be much higher than that, but you're yeah. the only one who knows how you truly measure up to that. So, well, yeah, you measure up to what I want versus yeah. what the world thinks. I mean, my friends and family would probably put me at a dime, you know, but I look, I want it all, baby. <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> what, who was the, who was the girl? Was it Veruca Salt in, uh, in Willy Wonka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be a combination of her and Charlie. Yeah. I want Charlie's demeanor. And her drive. <laughs> Listen, we should write a book on this. This is we could use the business principles from Willy Wonka. Man, <laughs> we could take the characters. That's a great idea, man. We Charlie should put Salt. this together. <laughs> Charlie Salt, Salt, Salt or Veruca. Yeah. Uh, what was his last? Yeah, what was his? Last I don't name? even remember what his last name is. Charlie. It was just Charlie. I guess Charlie. he got adopted by Willie eventually. Willie, I don't know if Charlie, so. Wonka. Charlie Wonka. Well, so what if you had to uh, to now just kind of stare at the camera and look look the look the listeners and the viewers in the eye and you say, "Listen, man, if you want to be successful, you got to do this." Uh, now I'm going to take I'm going to take your key to success, which is authenticity. Take that off the table because we already talked about it. But like, let's get down to tactics, dude. You got to do this if you want to be successful. What does Ryan Offord say? Yeah. You got to you got to know that you don't have it all figured out, but their success leaves cues, clues, excuse me, clues. Tie yourself to successful people. Put yourself in the room. Listen, look, knowledge has become really cheap, and I don't mean that negatively. I mean the availability. You can go learn from the Jason Duncans of the world. You can go learn from the Mark Randolphs of the world. You need to put yourself in the room with these people either virtually or in reality by, you know, being coached by them, signing up with them, being around them. You are the product and it's cliche, but it's so true of the five people you surround yourself the most, all that you got to remove as many negative influences as you can. This is one thing that look, the Ryan offered DNA. I was born with DNA, honestly, at a higher level than most people that I just don't give a fuck what people think, you know, and I'm going to like drown it out. But so many people have a, have an inability to do that. And so remove negativity, all those negative voices from your world and surround yourself with people that have the same goals and aspirations as you. And don't, and you have to go seek knowledge from those that are already leaving the clues to success in the field that you're trying to go after. And then you got to layer on you bring your side to it. 
you know, get get good at something, become an expert at something. You know, something's got to be the niche. It's okay to have five things. I got a hundred things that I'm into, but I am the marketing maverick. I am the original, you know, <laughs> true marketing guru as far as like social media and all that goes. Can you hear me now? The first iPhone launch, the droid campaign, you know, like real shit. And, you know, because I paved and trailblazed that road, you got to trailblaze in something. You got to find a niche and then you can layer onto it. Love it, man. I love it. Well, I want to, I want to do one thing before we uh, finish up the show today. This is a personal interest of mine. You started social house uh, there in Greenville as a co-working lounge. And if I, if I'm correct, when I was an, a guest on your show, that's where you, cause I could tell it looked like it, people were walking around behind you. You may be there now too. I just can't tell. Is, is that where you were when we recorded my yes my... yeah that's okay. where I, and that's where my studio is and i'm in here now we've just uh remodeled a bit <laughs> okay so so question there i we live i live in the town of gallatin tennessee which is just north of nashville um about 50 or so thousand people how big is greenville i don't i don't know how big greenville is greenville's i, I think we've got downtown i want to say it's like sixty thousand or something oh, okay, so in county it's 60 to hundred thousand now yeah so it's much bigger than galton but we're right here on the edge of nashville so there's yeah. millions of people all around us I, I think that in our my area there's not a good co-working space there's not good places to go i'm not sure how many people would need it i think it's probably more than i anticipate or think about but i've been thinking about that would be a cool thing to do so has your experience with building that been worth it has it been good? Tell me, tell a fellow entrepreneur and we'll let people listen in, but like, tell me what you know about building that. Has it been worth it? And should I go try to do something like that? Yeah. And I, may I, I'll sell you a license or a franchise to social house. So you, it's got it all figured out for you. <laughs> of but, course you will. <laughs> but in all seriousness, no, it's been very rewarding. I, I had the vision. I've been in this space for like six years and it I started in here and it was a co-working space and I moved in here as a solopreneur, uh, and quickly grew my team. I was growing quickly. The guy that started it didn't like it. So I bought the space and everything in it. And the first couple of years, I kind of just kept it as a standard co-working space. It did fine. It was great. It really offset cost and not, you know, that, but, but I had the vision for this kind of more hybrid co-working social lounge where live, work, play came to life. You could see even before COVID, that um the the spirit of of work was and work just wasn't always linear you know like uh, yes if you have to go somewhere and work at the factory or a restaurant or things like that but most white collar work was becoming somewhat non-linear and so we kind of embraced that we've got the chill we got a bar area and a half our space looks like a a cool you know sports bar slash coffee shop slash you know lounge area uh, where you can, you know, work, but it's a little more laid back than half of it's got, you know, open air desks and things like that. But it's been great, man. I mean, you meet a lot of people, you bring in like energy and um, it's been fun kind of bringing the concept to life. Love it, man. Well, congratulations on all your success. And um, it's it's going to be interesting to watch where Radcast goes as you start to expand that brand into bringing another podcast under your umbrella. Um, you know, it's, it's an honor and pleasure to know you, to have you on this show. I'm going to let you have the final word 
at the end of the episode today. So Ryan, what is the final word from you to my audience? Hey, look, you have one life to live. You got to be radical, baby. Like go big, you know, like live a radical life. It's not about being uh, famous. It's about leaving a legacy. Love it. Ryan, thanks for being on the show, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Jason. Well, there you have it. A very successful entrepreneur building personal brands and podcasts. Ryan Alford, thank you for being on the show, my man. I want everybody to go check him out at ryanalford.com slash newsletter, ryanalford.com slash newsletter and sign up for his free daily newsletter. And it's all tips and tricks on marketing. It's not a pitch, not selling anything. He actually is giving away free content to you. Go to ryanalford.com slash newsletter and make sure when you get over there, you tell them that you heard about him on the root of all success. If you want to follow Ryan, you can go follow him on all social media accounts at Ryan Alford. That's Ryan R-Y-A-N Alford, A-L-F-O-R-D, Ryan Alford. And his podcast, you can follow at the.rad.cast, the.rad.cast. But again, big thanks to Ryan for being on the show and congratulations on his over 400 episodes. And this is just episode 201 for little old me, but I'm on the way. I'm going to catch up with you, Ryan. I'm going to be there. But uh, thank you for listening to the show today. Thank you for staying a loyal listener and subscriber, commenter, and reviewer on this show. You don't know how much that means to me and podcasters like me when you take the time to go leave that review and to subscribe. That's what helps us get the show in front of more people. If you are a male entrepreneur between doing between three and $10 million annually, listen up. I have something I want to offer you. I have a mastermind specifically curated for people just like you called the Exeter Club. In the Exeter Club, we work together on three things. Number one, we're going to get you to the exit lifestyle as soon as possible by helping you implement my XOS system, which is the Exeter operating system. That's the first thing we're going to do. The second thing is we're going to help you build generational wealth through investing and putting your money in places where it will grow for you. Be a little soldier working 24 hours a day to bring you more money. And then the third thing is we're going to work together to leave a legacy for 10,000 people, helping them get out of poverty and mediocrity through the vehicle of entrepreneurship. If that sounds like something that's right up your alley, something you want to do, then I invite you to apply to become a member of the Exeter Club. We've got some slots that are open right now, and you can go and apply and see if you qualify. Go to theexeterclub.com. That's T-H-E-E-X-I-T-E-R club.com. It's spelled Exeter, like exit, the word exit with an E-R on the end. Theexeterclub.com. You can watch videos of things that we've done in the past, some of our retreats. As a matter of fact, uh, the day that I recorded this, I just got back two days ago from our fall retreat in the Great Smoky Mountains, and it was an absolute blast. You get access to a lot of those things as members of the Exeter Club. So go apply today and see if you qualify for membership. And maybe we could be welcoming you at our next retreat in the spring, which is going to be at the Hilton Playa del Carmen in Cancun, Mexico, next April. So thanks again for listening. I am the real Jason Duncan. And as always, Jesus is King. Attention business owners. Attention business owners. Feeling burnout from running your business? Uncertain if you're nearing burnout? Take our free 10-question business burnout test at businessburnouttest.com. 
to discover where you stand. With just 10 quick questions, you'll learn how to immediately begin making changes to regain freedom and success. Cut your daily operations time in half. Improve your quality of life and prepare your business for your future exit without losing revenue or profit. Visit businessburnouttest.com now and take the test. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.